When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Leeds 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 podcast. My name's Joe Mewis and I'm here as usual with Beren Cross. Beren, how's it going? Very, very well, Joe. Thank you very much for, uh, for hosting the podcast once again. Well, good to be here. Um, as ever, plenty to talk about this week. Uh, we've got the Stoke defeat to chew over, Spygate rumbles on, uh, we've got next week at Rotherham, we've got transfers and we've also got some of your questions to answer which you've been uh, sending us in today. So... Um, Let's just get cracking and bearish, shall we? Yeah. Um, Stoke City on Saturday, two one defeat to Leeds. Mm. Uh, knocked the wind out of Leeds' sails somewhat after the win over Derby. Yeah. Um, quite a poor performance, wasn't it? Quite a bad. Was it? Was it just a bad day at the office, Baron, or yeah. should we be a bit more worried about it? It was very meh, wasn't it? It was yeah. one of those days yeah. where it just didn't really ever seem to catch light. Um, we sort of went in there and, and weren't really too sure what to expect. Stoke, obviously, on paper, are, you know, widely, widely known as you know one of the strongest sides in the division on paper, mm. and and, and Pre-season, never expected them to run away with the league, and obviously hasn't gone that way under Gary Rowett. Nathan Jones is in there now. Uh, pre-match, and some nice stuff for, for Toby Nye. So he was um, yeah. he was remembered, and, and Stoke did the right thing there. Some classy touches, uh, yeah. presentation of a shirt, and of course there was the uh, the standing applause at, in the sixth minute yeah. from, from around the stadium all in, all, stands, in, all, in so. all corners. Yeah, well um, done to the Stoke fans as well. Then. So that was kind of um, a nice way to kind of set the tone for the day, as it were. Uh, Leeds obviously unchanged from the Derby win. Everybody um, pretty much on board with that. You know, the Derby win was uh, was most impressive. And yeah, it just, I, I think Stoke were clearly revved up. I think, yeah. I mean, it, it was my first time at Stoke, so I, I don't know too much about, about atmosphere there and, and what, how it's sort of regarded generally as a, as a place for atmosphere. But I felt it was... It's quite atmospheric. It felt like um, uh, the home fans really were behind the team, and they they were sort of quite quite g'd up for it. And I think I think uh, the Spygate um, reports all feed into that. And it yeah. felt like Stoke were sort of a part of the story, if you like. They were sort of the, there to sort of put the party, as it were. And and Leeds, yeah, just they had their moments in the first half, but but Stoke did just seem to wrestle control. I just I think from the first half that the thing I kind of got from it was that I felt Klitsch and. Um, Hernandez were just entirely overrun by Adam, mm. Atibo and Joe Allen. I thought those three in the middle for Stoke were phenomenal. Charlie Adam, I, I didn't see whether that was his first game back or not. I know he's been out in the cold under mm. Gary Rowett and, and was widely considered as somebody that may well go north of the border this month um, with his contract up in the summer. But clearly new manager, new yeah. lease of life, he's been brought in and clearly wants to run through brick walls for, for the new manager. And, and he was brilliant, you know, and... He's always going to have that technical ability because you know that that doesn't really leave you. Obviously, he hasn't yeah. quite got the legs he may have he may have done in his uh, in his former years. But um, we never had too, too many legs, though, did he? No, that's <laughs> the thing. He's, he was very much a, a sit and spray sort of midfielder. Yeah. But but Joe Allen was was phenomenal. You know, played as well as you'd expect. Yeah, eighty grand a week to get you in, that, in that division. That's one and, of the best performances um, I think we've seen yeah. against Leeds this year. And, and Atibo was just you know an all action juggernaut in the middle of the park. That's and, what and, they paid the money for, yeah. isn't it? In performance like that, Klitsch and, and Hernandez. You know, they they obviously fought gallantly, but they. Just, they just got completely overrun and for, once they sort of got beyond those two Forshaw was then like a rabbit in the headlights you know he had mm. these onrushing players gave away a foul early on of course with Tyrese Campbell threatening to get through and picked up his yellow card and yeah so I think that kind of set the tone for the first half but then in the in, in the second half 
we kind of thought this could be classic Leeds. You know, they've, they've, they've stuck in. Maybe yeah, it was sort of not had the better of the first half, but then obviously Sam Klukas rocks up early doors and just sets the tone. That's it. Yeah, that was I think five minutes into the uh, the second half. Very wasn't early. It? Yeah, um, very early. Yeah, disappointing goal to concede at that time. Um, even that didn't really get Leeds into gear, did it? Afterwards, no, no, no. they were they were still um, didn't look too like scoring. Um, the, ne- the next big talking point, I think, was Pontus Janssen's red card. That was in the seventy sixth mm. minute, and. We were watching it. Uh, if, you, if you saw our Facebook Live that we did immediately after the game, we, we were scratching our heads a bit, weren't we? We weren't yeah. quite sure what had happened. Would we you go um, video replay or anything? I hadn't seen a video replay. All we'd seen was um, Janssen and Afobi sort of in a bit of a foot race. A tussle, yeah. Bit of a tussle. Uh, Janssen goes down. Afobi keeps no running. No sign of any impingement. No, and Afobi barely, barely sort of lost. Staggered, know, yeah. Went forward, took a heavy touch in it, and it ran through to, to Bailey and goal. But... Um, yeah, we, we speculated it might have been a handball and um, certainly coming out today, Dermot Gallagher's spoken, uh, the, the former Premier League referee on Sky Sports News and he said, yeah, it was, it was given for a handball so mm. he sort of cleared that up but he also said it's completely the wrong decision. Um, yeah. They should have stopped the play if he thought it was a handball rather than letting him go through. So a bit of inconsistency from the referee there. Um, obviously Pontus took it as he'd expect. Mm. <laughs> he was not happy at all. Um, charged off down, the, uh, down to the tunnel which was yeah. um, just by the away fans bit of a tussle with the stewards there and we found out afterwards that it was uh, Pontus wanting to give his uh, shirt to, to a young boy in the crowd in a wheelchair so lovely gesture but he had mm. a load of stewards trying to stop him do it so um, I think there's a few jobs for us down there that yeah. were just being a little bit sort of letter of the law with the answer and just but, a bit ridiculous but, but the, uh, the young lad got his shirt so, so that's good but it does mean um, did mean Leeds had to do the last 15 or so minutes it without Janssen it didn't feel like it changed things though like, no. I, just, I, just, I think even, even whilst they had 11 players on the pitch they didn't really look like they were going to do much you know, they, I think a few people have said in, in the questions that we'll talk about later you know, they did just look toothless in the final mm. third I think Roof yeah. may have had the fewest touches in a game he's had for months that's he it, was yeah. entirely isolated Clark um, he did his best he, he didn't stop running at people but it just didn't quite have the same success Harrison again just, just not doing enough for me and when Hernandez and Klitsch aren't, aren't clicking if you pardon the pun mm-hmm. um, it just it, they do just seem to struggle a bit yeah. and um, it, it just that's the way it, it panned out you know I did, even before the red card it didn't feel like the equaliser was coming and then once once the red card did come it then you kind of thought well yeah, the, the right is on the wall uh, yeah that was it entirely so Joe Allen popped up two minutes to go um, just scores a deserved, deserved goal he deserved yeah. a goal um, and then uh, Alioski scored with practically the last kick of the game wasn't yeah. it so, so two under feet um, what was interesting talking to Nathan Jones after the game the, uh, the new Stoke boss um, who I think he, as, you, as you said Baron, he really had his team G'd up it was, it was probably quite a bad time to play Stoke I think wasn't it yeah I think, I think if, they'd got, if they'd got them um, a couple of weeks earlier in the, uh, at the end of the Gary Rowett reign perhaps uh, we would have seen something different mm. but he actually said, um, when he was obviously asked about Spygate in the post, post-match yeah. uh, press conference, he spoke about how he felt he had to spring a surprise on Bielsa, <laughs> so he chucked in this new formation, which he hadn't used before. Um, Quite strange to hear that, just wasn't to, it? Yeah. You thought most managers would think, you know, I'm not going to allow all this stuff to get in the way of my game plan, this is the way I want to play. Yeah, but he said, no, I'm going to try something different. Yeah. And he, he said one of the reasons it worked was, was the experience of the players he had, so Joe yes. Allen, Charlie Adam... Um, you know, Shawcross, the, Williams, the Martins, yeah, indeed. exactly. So he sort of felt like perhaps because of the experienced personnel he's dealing with, he, he could get away with yeah. it, and it didn't. And it flummoxed Leeds, I think. Um, 
you know, and all those hours of Luton Town games and uh, it was. I think, I think that's, that's why Roof felt so isolated, wasn't it? Because he was just smothered by three yeah. centre backs, and every time the wingers came down, they doubled up on them. So mm. Martin Zindi would go out to support Clutus right, if Clark yeah. was running at them, and then Williams would come across and support Bauer if it was Harrison on the left. And yeah, they just the tactics really worked. And then, and then, like, like I've said, moving forward, you know, those three midfielders who were just just rolling through the middle of the park. Mm. Uh, and then Tyrese Campbell had the pace to cause problems and I, and I do think Janssen and Cooper had really good games um, yeah. obviously bef- before Janssen's red but generally despite the fact Leeds lost those two were really strong they and did, it, and yeah. it couldn't, they really kept them out and there was, a f- there was a few hairy moments in the first half where like I say because Allen wasn't being pressed he had the time to thread these balls through and because of Leeds' high line Tyrese Campbell was just gone he was dangerous wasn't he and there was yeah. one that, that was when Forshaw got his mm. yellow card because Campbell would have been gone and he, in behind he, yeah Forshaw had to uh, take care of him didn't mm. he yeah, so, I mean, I suppose the worrying thing there is perhaps this offers an insight for other teams how to go perhaps, set up against yeah, Leeds perhaps. if they have the personnel. Um, I suppose the same could be said when West Brom battered Leeds and then Leeds went and won seven, <laughs> seven on the bounce. in a row, yeah. We don't know what to expect, do we? Yeah, well, ho- hopefully um, we can see that sort of response again from Leeds, mm. you know. Um, obviously, it is three defeats out of four league games, isn't it? Because before this, we'd seen really good responses from Leeds yeah, after a defeat. It's important, we, like, like we've said all season, Joe, don't get too high with the wins and don't get too low with the lows because there's a lot more twists and turns to come. And I know people sort of then look at the one-point gap and you think, yeah. oh, it's kind of inevitable, isn't it? It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Every time you lose a game, you immediately think the wheels are coming off. Mm. And so you just got to... I know it is three defeats in four, which doesn't look great. Um, but other things went there well. We, uh, we saw Sheffield United lose to yeah, Swansea. There are a lot um, more, other teams are going to lose again this season. No, there's no team who's going to run away with it. Leeds Norwich United will lose this again. Year. Sheffield United will lose again. Well, so they, and West they play Brown. each other next weekend. Norwich and Sheffield yeah. United at three o'clock on Saturday. So one of them is going to drop points, or if not both. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think hopefully we can just say it was a bad day at the office. There's no sort of too any deep problems there. Mm. Um, one other point of order there, um, Jordan Stevens came on for his debut. Yeah. He was the eighth um, Leeds Academy product to, uh, to make his debut this season. That's an incredible... Eight in one season? Eight in one season, absolutely God, incredible. I need to keep um, count of those. Yeah, I, I Can you ring them off the top of your head? Um, Puffer, Halmay, Clark. Yep. Um, Shackleton... Well, Shackleton's debut this season. It was this, yeah. this season. He's yeah. been around forever. It does, yeah, part of the furniture because it's pre-season. Three, um, four... Clark had a... Five door, yeah. Yep. Oh, and then you had like Temenuskov, six. Temenuskov, yeah. In that game, there was quite a few in that game. Yeah, there? so... Um, six, seven Jordan Stevens, and then who's the eighth? Right. There is Gotts. Uh, Did Gotts get on? No, Gotts hasn't played yet. No. Who, got, who played against uh, QPR? That's got to be the game where it came. Yeah. Leif Davis. Leif Davis, there Villa. it is. Villa. Leif yeah, Davis, so, so eight players. I mean, obviously a couple of them have been bought in over the last sort of year or so. So is it cheating to call them a Leeds United youth product? I don't think so, because the coaching staff have got them to this point. But I mean that, that's a great statistic. Um, I oh, think just, just, just shows you. You forced me to name them all in my Yeah. <laughs> so it's excellent. I mean, um, highlights another issue though. Yeah, he, uh, Stevens didn't really have much of a chance to impose himself on the game. He actually came on fractionally before um, the red card. Yeah. Um, Seventy-six minute as well. Uh, and again, he, he was he, he ran around a bit, looked to stretch the game, stretch the play like he did, but couldn't make an impact. But you know, he's, he's one for the future there. Um, he's but, a very young lad, and, he, and he's mm. and I think for those people who haven't watched the 23s, Jordan Seams is not somebody that's been playing for the 23s in the same way that Jack Clark was. No, Jordan Seams hasn't been a guy that's been winning mm. matches for the 23s. You know, he's felt very much like a, a squad player almost in the 23s. So um, maybe I, may, I wasn't maybe surprised to see him on the bench because of how limited Bielsa's options are. But I maybe was surprised that he was the option he went with. I mean, I know he had very few 
yeah, attacking I options. That's something we'll talk about. But, but today. I think, I mean, I think Bielsa himself said that you know, I think he actually used the phrase, yeah, the outcome was decided when he put Stevens on. So even at one nil, he was kind yeah, of we scratched our admitting heads at that he felt like they'd already lost the game and he thought there's nothing to lose by chucking Stevens on. Yeah, because when he was on, they were still had eleven men on the pitch. It yeah. was only one, one nil. nil. We've seen Leeds come back fifteen from, minutes ago from this. Um, so that's quite interesting. Maybe that's something we can... Maybe lost in uh, translation. Who knows? Perhaps lost in translation. Maybe we can, we can check on Thursday when we but speak to he, him next. He did okay. But I think it does highlight the issue that there are just so few options at the moment. And yeah. I think we all know it's because of injuries and suspensions. But, yeah. but this, is, this is what we also wanted to start of the season. Where he was mm. asked time and time again. Mm. You know, I mean, we all know now how detailed he is. He knew exactly <laughs> what the championship yeah. season was going to give him. He knew how intense it was. He knew how tired injury, injured players were going to get. And he still went into the season with the number of players that he wanted. So, you know, he, he, he clearly shouldn't be surprised by what's happening. I mean, I know it is perhaps a little bit more excessive than he was expecting. But you know, this is what he asked for, Joe. And there will be some people who say, you know, if, 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 if it doesn't pay off, yeah. they'll look back at this, this squad size issue. Yeah. Um, looking at the squad size, though, it is the obviously we're getting towards the final third of the transfer window. Already. It's just flown, it's by, flown by. It's We're recording it quite late Monday afternoon, so it's the 21st, so 10-day countdown now. Yeah. Uh, we've seen Kiko Kassir come in. He was on the bench, by the way. It's another, another thing yeah, to mention. Yeah, he's obviously arrived since our last podcast, hasn't he? Yeah, that's, oh, yeah that's, that was on Thursday. Um, it's pretty hard to keep track of everything that's happening at the moment, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was on the bench. Um, obviously, I think we, we all knew he wasn't going to play from what Bielsa said, and he only trained with the team for a couple of days, but... I'd imagine we'll probably see him um, on Saturday at Rotherham. Yeah, I think uh, I think quite likely. Yeah, I think as much as you know, it would be romantic to keep Bailey in there until he sort of makes mm. another mistake. And he had a good game, Bailey. He, he did. In a loss, he did look good. Yeah. Um, I just, I just can't. I can't. Cassie is not going can't to see the, the Real Madrid's goalkeeper on a four and a half year contract. That, that not question starting. would have been asked time and time again yeah. before he signed. Is Kiko going to go straight into the team? Because yeah. there's other teams around Europe that would have put him straight into the team. I so I'm, so, yeah. I'm sure he will play on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see. Again, um, I'm sure Bielsa will probably tell us the starting lineup on Thursday. Oh, so we'll, we'll probably Absolutely. tell you then. Um, but yeah, in regards to, to the rest of the transfer window and, and these more attacking options, which Leeds are lacking, there's, there's not too many names knocking around, is there? Daniel James is the big one. Daniel James is the one that's... On Bielsa's laptop, no less. to go away. And we know he has the video file, as we saw <laughs> on his desktop. The, uh, <laughs> his laptop screen um, last Wednesday. Uh, not too much to report there. There's been a few comments from, uh, from James himself and uh, Potter, the, the manager at Swansea. Um, James said that he's aware of the speculation. They're just rumours. Um, saying all the right things about mm. wanting to stay at Swansea, obviously. Got to keep the Swansea um, fans on side until he leaves. Exactly, yeah. Graham Potter as well, saying that he's the sort of player who wants to build this Swansea team he, around. He is, to be fair. He, I mean, you think of Graham Potter and you think Dan James is exactly yeah. who he built his team around. 21 years old, mm. one of the, the lower earners in, yeah, in a club exactly. with still sort of the legacy of Premier League mm. contracts on. So uh, we've, we've had a look. I've spoke to um, one of our colleagues on one of our sister titles, Wales Online, um, just sort of getting the Swansea perspective mm. um, and uh, Matt Davis he was telling me that there'd be a riot um, if Swansea were to let him go wow so he's highly um, thought so of he's, yeah certainly very highly thought of um, another thing he said to me was that he's the sort of player that gets fans on their feet mm. this creative sort yeah. of spark yeah, he's the yeah. one they look to when they need inspiration really yeah and he, um, indeed he, he came on at the weekend um, at half time uh, so he's actually, he's actually playing United. off the bench for Swansea then he's not even a guaranteed starter for yeah them. well he's um, I think Potter is he, he's had his injuries and he's young, obviously, but Potter's trying to um, sort of bring him in gently. He, yeah. he's, he's not one to throw him in. And 
it seems to be paying paying dividends for him. You know, these sort of limited roles, but you know, a bit like sort of Jack Clark's been handled. Yeah. At, at Leeds, um, I, I would think the way they're doing it is obviously want to get Cassia sorted. Cassia is now sorted, and attention yeah. is firmly on this this winger slash attacking player that they want to bring in, and. Because it's different in that, i.e., sort of Swansea wants Real Madrid wanted to kind of move on Casilla because he yeah. wanted to move for football. Dan James, I would assume, is probably quite content to stay at Swansea. Swansea desperately want to keep him. Yeah, and it's going to be a waiting game, isn't it? It's almost like playing sort of poker and calling each other's bluff. You know, yeah. how long does a selling team wait before they think? Yeah. Go on, and we'll accept your offer. Or, I say, and there was because um, there's a valuation, and, and Leeds are going to have to meet that. And it's just you know we've got like you say, we've got ten days now. Yeah, I think um, another, another who thing. Who first? Another thing, perhaps slowing it down, is some of these high earners that I mentioned at Swansea. You know, they've still got Wilfred Bonny there. Um, players like That's that. That's a drain. Uh, I think they want they're to try. The priority, and, aren't they? They're the priorities to ship them out and yeah. get rid of some of these players who are on fifty plus grand a week. It's not sustainable um, as in the championship. No, of course not. I mean, obviously, you get your parachute payments, which is. What, what they're designed for um, not what they're always used for but to sort of ease this and, and while you can get these players off the, off the books but yeah um, by all accounts Leeds are sort of close circling in on a bid um, I mean we should hear more this week just purely because <laughs> there's only a week and a half left of the transfer window yeah. um, in terms of other names knocking around Tyrone Mings was uh, floated around yesterday defender yeah Alan Nixon of the Sun doesn't um, seem to fit the profile for Bielsa so does it no it's, it's not he's I mean, he's quite versatile, which would be able to obviously like to play left back, play centre back, can't he? But we're getting to the point now where the defence is almost at full strength, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. Obviously, um, Janssen's going to be suspended this weekend. <laughs> just as Calvin just, comes back. Yeah, Calvin's back. Berardi. And Berardi in the, in the under 23. So um, I'd be quite surprised if they did bring a defender in, given all of Bielsa's comments. I think um, it's this sort of playmaker Saez role and. Perhaps uh, replacement for Lewis Baker. The other, the other winger that's been mentioned is Callum O'Dowder at Bristol City. That's he right, is yeah. he has now signed an extension. Or sorry, Bristol have taken up the option they had yeah. to extend O'Dowder's contract. So that strengthens their position. And I've yeah. spoken to people close to O'Dowder, and, and they they firmly believe he'll be he'll be at Bristol at least until the summer, yeah. if not into next year. Yeah, they, they at this stage, of course, you know, still ten days to go. At this stage, they don't really feel O'Dowder is is a goer. Yeah, especially, especially if they have extended the deal there. Whilst they're sniffing around playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, Dow is going to think there's maybe something to stick around for. They're one of the informed teams there. Yeah. Um, we, we were talking actually about the table, weren't we? Just to digress, and who's going to be the team that, that makes this late run? Trying to sort we of were spot. actually on the way back from, yeah. from Stoke on Saturday. It was quite an interesting debate, wasn't yeah, it? And so I think I went for Swansea in the end. Yeah, Swansea's a good shout. They're, for a team that are sort form. of a bit out of it. And yeah, can't really yeah. Talked you look about at those ones that are sort of in eighth, ninth, tenth position. Mm. Um, Obviously, Hull still, they, they were held at yeah. the weekend. We, we sort of posed the thought maybe Bristol and Hull have gone too early. Yeah. Maybe they, yeah. May, they may well get run out That's of steam. It, yeah, but Swansea on their day. I mean, we'll have to see what this month yeah. does in terms of, of exits. That's for true, them. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, as you said, there's, there's going to be so many more ups and downs in this championship. Season. Is, there is every year. It is year, remarkable, you know? isn't it? <laughs> Bielsa, I mean, I mean we saw, it felt like we saw Bielsa every day last week with all yeah. these various <laughs> masterclasses and uh, forensic lectures on football. But... Um, he himself said, "You know, I'm, I'm, I am so amazed by this competition. You know, I've, 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 I've seen very few competitions where the favourite wins so infrequently. Yeah, you know, I think that's his big takeaway. Isn't you it, look at the said. results after a full time. Sat there, sat there. Imagine you know, sat there watching final score with Clem, and sort of just, <laughs> just scratching his chin at, at how Rotherham yeah. have beaten West Brom away from home. You know, he's yeah. I think you know he is he is genuinely, and he, and he is an emotional guy about football. You know, he loves football and, and why it's an entertaining sport for, 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 for the normal man. And I think mm. he does, he looks at it and, and he sort of finds it quite charming, doesn't he? Yeah. That, that this league yeah. is so unpredictable. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, um, 
yeah, you said how we've seen them quite a lot. We've um, we've not really spoken to you yet on the podcast properly about um, about Wednesday night's session. Uh, we did put out the audio of our Facebook Live. We uh, were on Football Focus. We did. And yeah, we spotted the back of our we, heads. We on were Football famous. Focus. We're, we're yeah, famous yeah, now. famous for a day. That's our fifteen minutes. Um, but yeah, you, you can you can go back and listen to the last podcast, which was as I said, it was our Facebook Live. That's the, right, the audio yeah, ripped yeah. off that. Uh, we were quite excited. That was we were still on the buzz. We were we, on a high. Uh, we were on a real high. high. But um, yeah, so it, I mean, it, it sunk in a bit more, didn't it? Um, just about that was one of the best days we've had in, in, in our careers, I think. Completely, yeah. It was to, just to be, a huge privilege to yeah, be Yeah, to, to be, well, not one-on-one, obviously, but in the same room as Intimate one of the setting. most gifted minds on the planet when it comes to football. I mean, we, we were <laughs> two of what, no, no more than ten journalists in there. Yeah, yeah. Front row seats. It, um, it was cracking. Um, I mean, don't want to talk too much about Spygate because I think everyone's getting sick of it now. Yeah. Um, we've seen every single pundit, ex-pro, manager... Uh, every every take you can have on it, um, we, we've we've covered quite a lot of that on the website. Yeah. Frankly, we are a bit bored of it now. <laughs> we can't wait to say that, didn't we? Because obviously, some people, you know, we obviously report the news as we as we have mm. to. You know, we report what other people say, but I know, I know that people out there would probably be quite keen to hear it from our point of view. You know, as mm. people that are reporting it and on the inside looking out, and um, you know, I, I, we like Joe says, we we are feeling. It's coming to the end of its fatigue. Now. I mean, yeah. towards the end of last week before the Stoke game, I, I was feeling a bit fatigued with it. But, but the readership's still there. You know, we kept putting stuff out, and, and you know, the numbers were good. You know, we, we were still mm. seeing some very, very high numbers for our readership. So, as much as maybe individuals feel it's it's fading away, there was a lot of interest still back in the last week. But coming into this new week, it does feel like now that these eleven clubs are being named, the, the yeah. clubs that have written to the That's EFL yeah, expressing they, their concern, it they, feels like. All we're waiting for now is a is a judgment of some kind from the EFL or the FA, and, and then we can finally move on forever. That's it. Yeah, I mean, um, to talk to wait, where you're at at four o'clock on a Monday is, as Baron said, the the eleven clubs. The names are slowly dripping out, sort of through local press. Um, Norwich was the first team to sort of break no cover and say there. say that the team who's one point behind Leeds and the mm. <laughs> I wonder the, why the they kicked up a fuss. Are, are going in Millwall. If you saw Neil Harris's comments, <laughs> you won't be too surprised that they they've jumped on the bandwagon. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll find out who the 11 were yeah. um, sooner rather than later, but I mean, in a way, it's immaterial. Um, it feels like Bielsa's getting weary of it, doesn't he? It does, yeah. Saturday, yeah. he was asked a bit of a sort of a coded question by the, uh, the national press. You know, yeah. I think he was asked, you know, was today's uh, loss reflective of the fact that you didn't get to watch Stoke in training on Friday? And mm. I think he just. He either didn't want to answer the question directly or didn't quite understand it, but his, his, yeah. his answer beat, beat around the bush a bit, didn't it? Yeah. And I think he was just a bit wearisome with it. And certainly staff at Leeds are. I mean, I know, you know yeah. that's, it's easy for them to feel they're fed up with it because it's other clubs that have been affected in some way, but it feels like we are moving on now. I it? think so. I think, yeah, we've just got to wait now. We don't know how long the EFL and the FA will take to do their judgments. You'd hope it doesn't take too long. These, these things, you don't want it hanging over the, the these things are getting quicker than they used to be a few years ago. They certainly, you know, the wheels of sort of um, bureaucracy do turn a bit faster there. But um, hopefully they just go, right, it's quick, fine, let's move on and get on with our lives. Cause yeah. You haven't broken any laws. No laws broken. Um, from what we're hearing, a points deduction would be overkill. We're not expecting that. Um, but that, be, that would cause riots. It would cause riots. But until they announce the punishment or the verdict, uh, it's going to be hanging over. People are going to be talking about it. Just, it is. Just, yeah, um, it is. That's, that's a matter of fact. But... Um, yeah, I'm not too concerned about a points deduction, but I'm sure we'll hear more this week. Um, we'll, we'll keep you up to date until you all get completely bored of it, and then we'll uh, then we'll stop. 
Um, so what else have we got coming up this week, Baron? We've got, we won't talk about it too much because it'll be out of date very soon, but you're off to the under-23s in a couple of hours, aren't you? Yeah, we are. Uh, we're, like I said, Joe says we're recording on Monday afternoon, so I'll be heading off to, uh, to Tadcaster Albion to watch, um, to watch Leeds United's under-23s host Southampton's under-23s in the Premier League Cup. So hopefully Southampton send one or two decent names yeah. just, to, um, just to sort of create a bit more interest. Uh, but yeah, so we're expecting uh, Gitana Barardi, unless something is negative has happened over the weekend Bielsa said that Berardi would play in that game and then uh, Douglas and Dallas will play in next week's Monday under 23's game so I think Izzy yeah. Brown and Berardi are the safe bets yeah, that's right. Bamford is going to be even longer than Dallas and Douglas so mm. that is becoming a bit of an issue now Bamford that is dragging on a little bit longer than, than the rest of us yeah. wanted yeah, let's um, get back for Norwich it would time. it would it does I mean you know, I mean, we had one comment on Saturday in the Facebook Live post-match that you know that was knee-jerking, saying we need a proper striker and Kamar Roof's not an out-and-out striker. And I just thought, come on, mm. come on! Look at how many goals Kamar Roof's scored this season. Look at how brilliant he's been in and around the penalty box. And you know, I think it would be nice to have the option of Bamford there. You know, but like you said, Joe, mm. Saturday was a game where you know you could have chucked on Bamford with half an hour to go, and maybe he does what he did at Bolton because yeah, Bolton was yeah. the perfect example. They were struggling. <laughs> Roof it. couldn't find a breakthrough. You chucked Bamford on, and a bit of brilliance. One more win. And freezing cold to watch as well. Very cold. <laughs> Very cold. Yeah. Yeah. So it's but it's uh, before before Norwich. It's Rotherham away. That's um, on Saturday. Uh, right, I, right, absolutely. Right, to have. I think so. It's the kind of fixture if you. A top of the table you have to look at thinking we need to win this game especially after losing three and four yeah yeah side, I think. yeah i think they do and take advantage of either norwich or sheffield's united dropping points course, when they play yeah, each other um i think that um we'll, we'll park that one for now because we'll wait to see what bielsa says wait to see what happens in the 23s um we'll certainly talk about that more later as, as the week goes on uh what we have done this week is we asked you for some questions uh over on our facebook and our twitter pages so Thank you to everyone who did get in touch. We're going to run through a few now. Uh, John Shelley. Hello, John. Um, long question here. Uh, I want to know how we can go from playing like Brazil against Derby one week to playing like we did against Stoke a week later. Uh, he goes on to talk about not having the key to unlock defences, running out of ideas. Um, and he says, don't get me wrong, there's a massive improvement that's been made. Uh, but when we're dominating in terms of possession, it's hard to take when we don't come away with points. And interestingly, this was another game. I've spoken about this before. Generally, when Leeds lose, they have over 70% of possession, which sort of boggles the mind a bit. But I think it tells quite an interesting story, doesn't it, of how um, perhaps how teams mm. set up against Leeds mm. um, and, and the lack of chances that they take. I mean, it, how big a problem do you think, Baron, is, is Leeds not converting this possession into goals? It's, it's, it's been one of the stories of the season and Bielsa himself has, has alluded to that fact you know he said himself uh, when we were away at QPR in the cup you know he was asked about um, the problem with conceding at set pieces and the problem with scoring at the other end and he was saying you know how Leeds are, are actually at the bottom of the table when it comes to um, shots taken per goal mm. so Leeds are proving as wasteful as some of the worst sides yeah. in, in the league and, yeah. and their near rivals are far more lethal in front of goal exactly. and, yes, with all the stats about that, and he knows in it, and believe yeah. me he knows the numbers <laughs> so I think, I think he himself is, is aware of the issue um, whilst they're top of the table no one's going to query Bielsa ball too much you know it, it served us far better than worse over the course of the season mm. and in, in a lot of cases, it's, it's seen Leeds go and, and play some wonderful stuff and, and win games quite convincingly, i.e. Derby County, um, yeah. just earlier this month. And um, yeah, maybe a lot of it does rely on the opposition. You know, if the opposition do get it right on the day and, and sort of find the, 
the weakness that the Achilles heel in the lead system, then then they go on and, and do cause these a lot of problems. Because as we know, Leeds will not change the way they play. No. They will just keep repeating what they do until yeah. they get a response. And maybe it was just that Derby were especially poor in that in that Friday game at Ellen Road. Um, but no, it is a frustration. I completely understand that. Um, we can't ignore the fact that, that despite Stoke's league position, they have a lot of talent in that team. Mm. And on their day, I mean, we were talking about late late runs. I mean, who's to say Stoke don't go and beat him the rest of the season and, and get into sixth place? I mean, they are, they've, they've got the personnel yeah. to do it. Yeah, they, they, you'd have thought they would. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... I do get the feeling Leeds are going to spank someone one week. <laughs> so everything's going to click. Darby they're they're going to put They're going to put these, these chances away and, you know... Tyler Roberts gets a hat-trick. Exactly. I, mean, I remember Luke Ayling had the snapshot header towards the end of the game that yeah. Butland pushed away. And I know that was a really good chance. That was a great, great save. They weren't, it wasn't like they were they were smashing Butland at the weekend. Like it, no. it, it, There wasn't even that many chances mm. where I thought, oh, that should have gone in, or oh, that's a great save. It was yeah. just half the efforts that sort of went well wide or over. Yeah, Klitsch shooting again from outside the box. Alioski roof sort of yeah. skying into Rosehead. Yeah, that's in... Um, Another question here, similar one, Martin Koss. Um, he says, as, as you were at the shock news thingy last week, maybe you'll know, was there anything in Bielsa's PowerPoint about actually scoring goals? Um, and again, he says, we, we've mastered the, uh, the passing of the ball around, but does he explain to players that the objective is to score goals? <laughs> so in terms of what was in his presentation, it was mainly about the opponents and about you know, the way Derby set up and they line up. We did get a little bit um, from the goalkeeping coach, didn't we? Um, Marcos Abad. Yeah. Um, and that was looking at the weaknesses of the goalkeeper. That was as close as we got to to lead scoring goals. I thought it was when to press the goalkeeper. Yeah, how to? It was just yeah, picking on Scott Carson for for ten minutes or so, wasn't it? Yeah, I think um, I think Martin's perhaps sort of getting. You know, was there something as specific as this is how we go about scoring goals? Mm. This this is the way we build in order to score a goal. There was nothing like that. <clears throat> it was very Derby centric. It was very much you know his answer to all these accusations of cheating and. His explanation for why scouting trips really are fairly immaterial when it comes to yeah. his tactical plan. So, no, there wasn't anything as specific as how do we get the ball to roof so he can score a goal. There was there was nothing really like that. No, not in the. Uh, not but we have. Night. He did talk earlier in the season, didn't he? Um, it was a couple of months ago now. It was forty-nine different ways to score a goal. It was it was like the thirteen ways to score a goal, 13, which yeah. sounds a bit like a Buzzfeed article, but it was actually <laughs> or a um, yeah, but it was. <laughs> But he, he said they replicate every goal-scoring scenario and, and run through them. Um, yeah, so uh, I might dig those quotes out again, actually, yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll post them up again, because certainly it still feels pertinent, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, cheers to that, mine. Um, Adam Woodman, um, hello, love the podcast. Thanks, Adam. Uh, Fiverr in the post. Uh, do you think there are any areas we need to strengthen considering the players we have coming back from injury? Hmm. So... Spoke about the defence and the, the, the Mings uh, rumour there. Um, I think the defence is pretty well set. If, if Berardi makes it through this 23s game tonight, um, best case scenario is he's back in the squad, isn't it, for, uh, for Rotherham? Uh, Bielsa said that was a possibility. Yeah, Alioski's a born-again left-back. <coughs> yeah, so exactly. There's, there's one less option you get left-back. Yeah, um, and obviously well, quite well stopped for left-backs then. Like Douglas will be back soon. We've got Davis Tom Pearce. Yeah, so... Um, Right-backs, Ailing, Ailing and Shackleton looks all right. Dallas as well so quite well stopped there in, in the middle perhaps you might like one more centre back but if Apo Halme can come through mm. uh, could be called upon sort of as the fourth choice find Cooper uh, Janssen and, and Phillips um, as we said I think we spoke earlier it's, it's this need to replace uh, sort of the gap that Saiz has, um, has created 
they're not necessarily looking for that central playmaker like him because Pablo's pushed in. But I think um, a bit more depth on, on the flanks would, would be useful. Perhaps there's no reliance on Harrison this year and he doesn't always deliver the goods, does he, uh, week in, week out. Um, you are, we are, I mean, he, he says, considering the players who come back from injury, another striker probably isn't needed if Bamford is going to make it back soon. Um, and of course, we've got Izzy Brown who, who can play in quite Tyler. a few of these areas. areas. Tyler Roberts as well, he came off, he was sort of the one proper attacking option, wasn't he, on the bench at Stoke that came on. I'd quite like Pablo Hernandez back out wide. I would as well. Yeah. Saturday just kind yeah. of illustrated that Pablo Hernandez isn't, isn't. I mean, I know he's not in there to run around. He's not in there to make tackles. He's there as the on gonch and it just, it just did feel like it was that sort of. Game. And I, I know he did go out wide and didn't, didn't do a lot different, but it did just, you know, in those early part of those Alcine days of August, you know, Hernandez was yeah. such a treat mm-hmm. out wide, wasn't he? You, know, you do just think. I know playmakers aren't easy to find, and we're all hoping Izzy Brown's the next big thing, but I think some, some something in the middle would be nice yeah, I mean a, a winger I'm, I'm actually not too bothered about the winger to be honest I think Jack Clark has has come forward and, and, and become that winger that, that, that kind of all needed to kind of supplement the squad but in the middle I think we are we are lacking ideas at times I think Klitsch I mean that's we've talked about the irony that, that since the song has come out he hasn't scored and he yeah. hasn't scored since Blackburn mm. away um, feels like a long time he ago. just feels like he's lacking a bit of confidence the games do seem to pass him by at times and shots that he was sort of nestling with it with a lovely sort of side foot finish from the edge yeah. of the box he's now crashing wide yeah. it does just feel like I mean who knows I mean I didn't really see him last season with Christiansen but maybe there are some, some occasions where we do see the player of last season rather than this season You'd hope not. I mean, one thing I'd say there of Calvin Phillips coming back, um, his suspension's over now, That'll so he'll be good. he'll be available for, for Rotherham. Um, that could make the midfield look a whole lot better, I yeah. think, because uh, if you think he's not been playing in that role for a long time now, because he was filling in at centre back. Yeah, it's been before, a long time, hasn't it? But I can't remember which game it would have been this last one. Well, he played alongside. Midfield. So when Cooper got injured at Sheffield United, he was playing there yeah. instead of Janssen. That's right, yeah. Um, so you go back to November. Anderson's issue. So it goes back, back and well into November. So yeah, two months really without having Calvin Phillips in his, in his best position, mm. which he was absolutely fantastic in. So um, showed in the 23s last week, didn't he, that he just ran that game, didn't he? Just cool, composed. So composed, really, yeah, really read, calm. Read the game last brilliantly. Week, last, uh, last Monday. Really yeah, impressive. so I, I think I'm putting quite a lot of hopes on everything just fitting a bit better mm. when he's in there. So... Um, so yeah, cheers, cheers Adam. Um, Leeds aren't desperate for, for play. Well, the playmaker we'd like to see, wouldn't we? Mm. I think we can agree on there. Um, Owen Greenwood, uh, back to Spygate, I'm afraid. Uh, what do you think <laughs> will be Radwazani's strategy to do with the EFL or FA when a verdict on misconduct is handed down? Okay, so Owen's assuming Leeds are found guilty of doing something wrong here. Radwazani can do. I mean, yeah. whatever the FA says goes. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Bielsa would want to appeal it, would he? No, I, I suppose... He wants to move on. Worst case scenario, big points deduction, leads Miss oh, out promotion. Hello, Joe. Then I think you get the lawyers in, don't you? Because of the amounts of money you on the lawyer, table. You lawyer the hell think, out of that. Yeah, yeah. That's there's, the only situation I can... There's no way they would let that stand. I can really see something happening and it would just be, yeah, some of the best lawyers in the country. Administration. Most expensive lawyers. Are just going all in on the oh, EFL, yeah. but I think uh, we're quite a, way, quite a long way off that. Um, Alan Rigglesworth, your views on a Liverpool-style welcome for the Norwich coach that people are trying to organise on Twitter. That's got the, uh, the hashtag, a welcome Norwich. Yeah, we've covered this on the site. What would be your bottle of choice that you throw? <laughs> Jeez, yeah. So uh, we've done a story on this this afternoon on, on the website. It was um, a few tweets popped up yesterday, people proposing that uh, when the Norwich coach arrives, 
Leeds can get these these flares, you know, that come up and the the crowds uh, blocking up the roads, uh, like like Liverpool have done in the, in the Champions League recently and against Manchester City at the end of last season. Um, I don't think it's a goer, to be honest. I think Leeds fans do a good enough job of creating the atmosphere in yeah. the stadium. It's a bit it's a bit plastic, a bit tin pot, I think, through outside. Yeah. Also, well, it's it's a five thirty kick off on Saturday. I think that probably lends itself to just, a bit of trouble. Just <laughs> feels just feels very strained and as yeah. if it's trying to make something. And it, and it wouldn't it's, 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 take. it's a big game, but it's not a Champions League semi final. Exactly, it's not a playoff final. Yeah, you know, it's it's one game in the league, and, and by that point, Norwich may well be a few more points behind us. You know, yeah. maybe somebody else in second. I just Norwich isn't the sort of team that really gets your motor going, does it? Either it's not like it's <laughs> Manchester United coming to Ellen Road. It's, yeah. it's Norwich. Exactly. They've yeah. had a long drive. <laughs> They'll be knackered. Daniel Farke yeah. is sort of waving to everybody, <laughs> saying hello. Yeah. Just wants to get inside, <laughs> take his two another feet, and go home. Yeah. Yes, please. And yeah, I think it. As well, it probably opens the door for a bit of trouble if, with it being I think the time it's asking for just, you, exactly, yeah. I mean, people win just takes one the person. EFL bias and how they yeah. got in for Leeds. I think you do that sort of thing. You're just asking for problems, yeah. aren't you? So it's it's a no from asking us. Asking for it? punishment. Yeah. <laughs> it's a no from us. They, they um, did a good enough job inside the ground. You know, Derby most recently. Yeah. Atmosphere. Really yeah. intimidated for Derby's players. Absolutely. That, that was buzzing. That was really um, good evening. Though. We've seen a few occasions. The, the the late goal on Boxing Day. The late goals, I should say, against Blackburn. <laughs> The, uh, the yeah, they've um, you know, I don't, I don't, you don't really need much more than that. And if Leeds are still up here in this position in two months' time, the atmosphere takes care of itself, doesn't it? Like with what's what's on offer, it'll take they're care to of dream, itself. Joe, to dream. Exactly. You know, we've got sold out games coming up. Norwich sold out an hour and a half. Swansea tickets went on sale to members today. They're going pretty quickly. Um, the West Brom game at Ellen Road might be a bit more spicier. If you, if you were going to pick yeah. one, that might be more wrong. I mean, that's that's what into March. Is that a Friday night game? Um, they moved night, to the Friday. Yeah, the first, I think. Yeah. So that, I mean, that, that may well lend itself more to, uh, to some yeah. kind of um, yeah intense welcome. But even then, you know, you still you still got two months before the end of the season. Yeah, last like but Leeds fans are good enough at creating a good enough atmosphere as it is. So so we're all right there. Um, okay, last one before we wrap up, actually. Uh, Luke Ingle Simpson. Um, do you feel the EFL or FA have instructed refs to give the club more cards and decisions against us due to the whole Spygate fiasco? Um, legally speaking, no, of course they haven't. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I, I don't think there's a big conspiracy about um, from, from the EFL and the authorities punishing Leeds United. Uh, yes, Pontus Janssen's sending off wasn't great. The first That's, yellows for him for sure were fine though. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, that exactly. was a probably that was straight out of Dean Smith's book of tactical fouls for sure. Oh, completely. Just just held yeah. all over Tyrese yeah, Campbell's shirt yeah. and and Janssen was gobbing off. You know, Janssen just can't keep a lid on it when yeah. he, when a decision's given against him. So their yellows were perfectly justified. I mean the red I mean, but how many times in Leeds United history has there been a bit of a dodgy red card? I mean exactly. it's, it's not just every, Leeds. every club has them, yeah. There's always gonna be a dodgy red card. Um but I mean Every, every week now we're, we're going to see the Leeds fans singing about the Football League and how they don't yeah. necessarily like them in no uncertain terms but um, I think it's easy to jump on every decision that goes against mm. them but it's football you know I, I don't think there is a larger conspiracy despite and if anyone does think you know perhaps the EFL want to keep Leeds in the Championship as a bit of a cash cow but, but no I, I think we're past that so I think we can rule that one out cool right I think we better wrap it up there Baron um, time to go watch some football for you I'm really hoping it's not going to be as cold as it was at Hull a couple of weeks ago. That was so cold. I've brought battle gear tonight. I've yeah. almost brought Stoke battle gear tonight. So I'm, I'm hoping. 
I'm led to believe that Tadcaster is actually a, it's my first time but it's a nice little ground there's a, there is some sort of indoor viewing areas so I may well actually get an indoor seat but we'll, right. we'll see what the vantage point's like I do yeah. like to be in the thick of it yeah, I want to be able to hear Berardi just crunching through yeah, uh, Southampton uh, place the Berardi scream oh, when Leeds score wait. a goal yeah <laughs> now it's going to be great to see Berardi back I think tonight um, he's been such good value the last few weeks hasn't we, he we were yeah. saying weren't we he's our sort of cool figure this season yeah like, I think Injuries aside, when he played, I mean, he was brilliant in August, September. Yeah. Really impressed me, Brady. Yeah, especially considering the way he finished last season as well. Yeah, on a six-match ban, yeah, ban yeah. Uh, after a few injuries as well. But, but yeah, so yeah, fingers crossed that's all right. Um, you can see exactly how we got on on the website uh, Monday tonight, night. Monday night. Um, obviously, it'll still be there Tuesday morning if you listen to this on Tuesday morning. Um, Wednesday morning for, for the rest of the time we hope yeah. <laughs> it'll be archived for history exactly that's how the internet works yeah. <laughs> brilliant so yeah so stay tuned to leads-live.co.uk um, thanks for listening to the podcast if you could rate and review it on um, Apple Podcasts or the various platforms that would be much appreciated and as ever if you've got any questions any feedback or anything do let us know uh, you can get us on Twitter at Baron Cross and at Joe Mewis um, and the, the brand account at Live Leeds United uh, so follow all those we'll have everything for you this week Spygate updates live again on Thursday won't we we'll probably that's do right. a Facebook live after we'll the do. press conference on Thursday that's right yeah that should be sort of Thursday lunchtime you'd have thought Thorpe Arch uh, Bielsa again and then it's uh, down to Rotherham on Saturday yeah. so until then uh, take care Baron thanks for coming in cheers Joe thanks again everybody and uh, thanks for all the the positive feedback we get, like Joe says, if you can rate and review, that'd be brilliant. Absolutely. Cool. Cheers then, guys. We will catch up with you soon.